still say that's got to be the best intro to any song ever. Jay Friday. I'm from Oklahoma. That's right. My daughter's favorite song. She'll tell you. Still will say that's my favorite song. I want to hear I'm from Oklahoma. Some drive Toter Homes. Welcome to Toter Tale Podcast, the first official one in the Toter. So let's get started with uh, where we've been, what we've been doing. So our first uh, podcast we recorded in the house. Toter wasn't done yet. We've been getting a new signature look, as you can tell. And uh, now we're back out here on the road. Now we're in the heat of the battle. It's the third week of July. We've already been to Cheyenne. I got to steer trip. And then anybody that's been following, you guys know how much I've been working at it. And uh, had a wonderful day at Cheyenne. I cannot believe, like I still kind of pinch myself just like that. I cannot believe that happened. I kept telling Tiff all morning that day. I was like, what if, what if, like, what if I place on this first one? Like, what what if I catch two and make the short round? Like, I, nobody was more shocked at the day I had than myself. But it was a culmination of a lot of great people helping me along the way. John Wayne, Griffin Passmore, those guys are always, you know, helping me when I was trying to tie from the post, timing me, John Wayne yelling at me. Scott Snedeker, Cole Patterson, Jess Tierney, of course, you know, those three have all helped me so much and tremendously and opened themselves up to be able to ask questions and do stuff. Because I had a lot of people ask, like, they didn't know that we, you know, started steer tripping and like, wow, what horse did you have? You know, well, that's my horse. I bought him. Jess Tierney found him for me. C.A. Lauer uh, allowed me the opportunity to own him. So it was a big day. Like, it was a lot of hard work coming together at the right time. It was a lot of fun. We also placed in the team roping. So now we go back starting on uh, Sunday start trying to work our way through these perfs and get uh, get through their tournament style rodeo it'll be a lot of fun we're in nampa idaho right now fixing to take off and head to spanish fork before i run the second one here for a day money because i missed the first one so it's been bouncing like that that's how it's been going up and down but that's rodeo man that's the middle of the summer uh grateful that all the horses are feeling great and uh, we've already had a great start to the year so hopefully no bubble no bubble action in the team roping this year hopefully Possibly, though, if I catch another one over there at Cheyenne this year roping, we might start talking about some kind of weird Cinderella story where we have a possibility of getting in the realm of maybe possibly making the finals. So, a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of good times ahead of us. It's hot. I know it's hot back home, too. We need to get some rain. Cattle are getting a little bit canned up. Grass is getting short. Hay is getting expensive. Fuel's always high. It's rodeo, baby. That's why I say you never thump. You always bounce, and that's the only way out of a slump. So... I wanted to bring on my first official Toter Tales podcast, brought to you by our good friends ERS Gunite, my man Tyler Boston. It's hot in Dallas. It's hot. You know what you need to do? Build a pool. You need a pool? Find Tyler Boston. ERS Gunite. Man, they do an awesome job. He made himself a lazy river. All right, this is it, it was way fancier than anyone you could find at any theme park. Like it's awesome and durable. My gosh, they a neighbor's cow got in it. Didn't even tear it up. That's how good ERS Gunite is. So check them out, ERS Gunite. They're they're the driving horse behind our Total Trails podcast and our opportunity to be here. So check them out, Tyler Boston, ERS Gunite, right there, Waxahachie, Texas. So anyways, my first guest, I wanted to bring her on because uh, I was telling Stephanie the other day. I said, you know, I think the first person I need to introduce to the world is Tiffany. Tiffany's helped me forever. Like when it comes to the first year we went to the finals. Um, Jake Long tells me, he says, you know, you need somebody to help you because, you know, when all of our obligations run around, you're going to need someone that, that knows what they're doing and, and can help you. You know, go get somebody. That, and I said, perfect. Tiffany. Now, I met Tiffany the first time when uh, I was buddied with Travis Trine. 
and she was helping Travis. And it turns out, you know, our dads knew each other for 40 years. We're kind of weirdly linked in the universe somehow. And uh, But the first year that we ever went to the finals, and night one, she says, hey, now do you want to take your own horse to the other end? Because, you know, you warm up on the, you know, at the strip shoot end of the Thomas and Mac, and you got to go all the way around to the other end. I'm like, I'll take him the first night. I was like, she goes, well, you'll kind of find your rhythm and, and your, you know, routine. She's like, so you just do whatever makes you comfortable. So I take off with my horse. Now, to my defense, I get lost a lot. Like, I'm not Kane Brown, get lost on your own place kind of lost, but I get lost a lot. And it was under construction the Thomas and Mac. So I go wandering off, and there's a little sign, so I just do-do-do-do-do. I don't know how far out of the way I get. Luckily, Riley Miner hollers at me. He's like, Coleman! And I'm like, Echo's like, Coleman! I'm like, what's up? He's like, this way! <laughs> and so by the time I make it all the way around there, like, team roping's starting. Like, it's happening right now, and I'm, and I'm nervous. I'm behind. Obviously, it's the first one I've ever ran at that building. So I'm already a little nervous, and now I'm late. Which people think I like being late. I hate being late. Like I, I may not show up to the box until it's not, it's time. But I've been there for a while. Like I've been getting in the zone, late, running up there. Tips like what? What happened? I'm like I got lost. So tomorrow night you bring the horse and I'll meet you down here. So since then, Tips been a part of every one of our major, uh, major wins, big moments in life. She's my confidant who I go to if I need any advice about anything silly. Or even not silly, really. Just pretty much anything, especially ranchy. She's, she's. You'll, you'll, you'll find out on here. She's way into ranchy, right? And she's gonna. I'm gonna make her talk about her new present she's getting that she's so excited about. Uh, so whenever you see me on the road with a strange kind of redheadish blonde woman, I want to introduce you to my dear friend Tiffany Wag. Hello, Tiffany. Hello, Coleman. Good to see you. Thank you for being here. Tiffany's birthday is actually April second. 1980, I'm not going to tell them, I'm not going to finish it, but I had it right, didn't I? You this did is good. actually a huge argument because sometimes i got to get her a plane ticket and she's like, you don't even know my birthday. He remembers every movie line from every movie he's ever watched, but my birthday is a little too tough to remember. Moving along, let's talk about, you are punchy, like you're from Montana, you have a huge ranch up there where you run some sheep. And my cousin Parker's a sheep man, <laughs> and it's my Uncle Joe's ranch where I spend most of my time when I'm up there. It is beautiful, too. It is huge country, especially for a eastern Okie that yes. came up there for the first time. So let's talk just a little bit about your family's history. Your mom, now, some if you've ever won a go-round at the national finals, you have got to meet, you have had the pleasure of meeting Miss Judy Wagner. Let's talk about your mom. She's been influential in, this, in the whole Western industry for a long time. Absolutely. When I was... I was in elementary school, I don't know how old I was, but her and my dad had a meeting with a guy in Dillon, Montana, Steve Geisler, and so my mom decided to start a rope company, and so she started Gator Ropes out of Helena, Montana, and... And that was interesting, because Gator Ropes, first of all, yep. Speed Williams, huge in Dorsey. Yep, Jake and Clay, they were the first rope of the PRCA. Really? Or the official rope of the PRCA, excuse me. Wow. So I would have always thought it was out of Florida, you know what I mean, because of the speed connection, yep. gator, not a lot of gators in Helena, Montana. Yeah, like I said, they were in Dillon, Montana, and I don't, know Dillon. I don't know if it's the water there or something, but they were in a bar and they came up with gator. She wanted something green, so. That's not bad. And the signature of gator ropes was always the little rubber gator. I remember those, the yep. keychain. Yeah, and so growing up, my job at the rope shop was usually punching holes in gators, and... 
along. I tie a lot of kids' ropes. I was the burner girl for the kids' ropes. And we're going to start getting text messages now that we're live. I apologize. Okay. So you're a burner girl at this time. Yep. They never let you tie the knots? The no. Eyes? My fingers were too little, I think. <laughs> so gator ropes. And then let's talk a little bit about Alvin, your dad, Alvin yeah. Wagner. Great golfer, obviously. He's got an amazing short game. I've kind of been <laughs> helping him with his chipping. It's funny, the first time your dad and I hit balls in the yard, uh, he was asking me about my chipping. I am terrible at golf, but I take a lot of lessons. So I said, here, Alvin, I can show you what I've learned because uh, this way you won't have to pay $100. I already have. <laughs> so you actually, your dad and my dad, competitors. Yep. Your dad sold Ariat. My dad sold Justin's. You yep. know what I mean? Made in America, Justin's. Out there in the beautiful state of Missouri. So it's kind of funny because we both cut our cut our uh, teeth in the Western industry. Absolutely. Well, the first time we meet, it, my dad says, is that Alvin Wagner's daughter? Oh, you know, I've known him for 40 years. Let's talk about your dad. Just recently retired. Yep. Well, he used to work for American Hat, but he retired from Ariat last, last October. You bet. So he's been working on the place in Arizona. and You do have a he, beautiful place in Arizona. Yeah, and he spends his afternoons with the grandbaby, Westy Rain. So that's been fun for my parents. That has been fun. Yep. Westy Rain, her dad, Ross. Yep. Ross Wagner. I'm going to get him in on this diesel situation I got, these diesel tabs. I'm going to get it going okay. on. In fact, any of my followers out there, we got we got an idea that might make you some money. But Ross, so let's talk about him. He just, Arizona, all winter, he's putting on barrel races. Yep, he's a producer, an announcer, and he's pretty amazing at it. It's fun to see the followers and how he builds up those ladies and... You know, because he just, he just had his deal in Montana, and he, he sold it, he said the other day. Yep. Is that right? Like yep, I didn't, the UBRC, he just sold that. And he was headed back to Montana, or back to Arizona yep. in the middle of the summer, mm -hmm. leaving Montana where it's beautiful and the weather's <laughs> perfect in the summer. I always said, like, I think Red Lodge, Montana is the prettiest place in the world. Like, it's my favorite place to go to because it's the, it's the most beautiful place, and they have the absolute best drive-in burger place. Just north of there, if you're ever headed out of Red Lodge, Montana, and it's on the side of the road, it looks like a, as in Eastern Oak, it's like a, a log house teepee look, right? And uh, a guy come pulling in there, this is funny, because Tiffany, like, she's very modest, very reserved, she's very quiet, and uh, until you get a burger to shake in her hand, right? And then she gets awful verbal. Uh, enjoy your community coffee. You having the breakfast blend this morning? No, that's Mardi Gras. Oh, hello, Mardi Gras. Well, hold the beads because we're sitting at the picnic table at the best drive-in in all of Montana. A guy comes pulling in with a 67 uh, Mustang. It was beautiful. I mean, beautiful. And I'm just, you know, guys, how I am. I like those classic cars. I don't know anything really about them. I just like the cool-looking ones. We're going to have a 72 Chevelle one day. We've actually got a game plan for that we're going to get into. But uh, so this guy comes pulling in. And obviously... Like, he'd sit down at the table, and you can tell it was one of those situations like, okay, kids, we're eating here, nothing goes in the car. Right? I've seen the same look from my dad on his uh, 2000 Suburban, you know. So anyways, the guy sits down, and I, and, and I couldn't tell that it was his car. I'm just kind of wanting to ask questions. So I said, sir, is there any chance you own that car? And yes, all he says. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's beautiful. Doesn't expand, doesn't say, well, yeah. I'm like, well, what, what year is that? Because I told Tiff, I said, I bet it's a 67. I said, 67. I said, <clears throat> See, Tiff, I was right. You know what she says? Nice purse, sir. 
Dude, if he gets up and gets mad and walks over here, I'm going to tell him I agree with him. <laughs> I agree with him. So anyway, Ross, he sells his deal up there. He was actually headed back to Montana, had everything loaded. Then what happened? Uh, his wife wanted to nurse some more rodeos, and it was a lot cooler up there, so he decided to stay. <laughs> we were just up there the other day having steaks. Your dad, amazing cook. Yeah, he makes everything with love. I think that's the key ingredient. And and you cooked for us, actually. He laid Let's it out. Let's get this story straight. We're going to do this. Okay. Yeah, my dad, my dad had a tea time early that morning. And, in Red Lodge. Yep. Naturally. And so... We slept in a little bit, and he had everything ready. He had the pancake mix, he had the bacon cooked, he had biscuits ready for us. So he already had the bacon cooked. Why were you cooking it again? It wasn't crispy enough for me. <laughs> See, I was having one of those days where it's like, man, I'm just not ready to get up yet. Beep, beep, beep. What is that? I walk in, Tip is just, we're done. Let's leave. And I'm like, we're not leaving. Your dad made breakfast. Like, we got to finish here. I'm, I got on the pancakes. Yeah, you the did. guys all loved it. You know, we've been buddies this year with our man Billy Jack, right? And you and Billy Jack, you two, We're you buds. guys are like like two border collie puppies. Like they just, <laughs> right? And you kind of been laying for him. Like I, I, you, you got a big plan to get him back this summer? Just, Absolutely. Are you behind in the tally of who's gotten who last? Or I did something the other day. What was it? And he was mad at me about it, so we got into an argument about who owed who. So I'm not sure where we see. We're gonna have to have. I think Bill's gonna be. Bill's gonna be like my guest number three here. Mm -hmm. He's gonna come on here. We're gonna maybe get the backstory of what's going on over there. But anyway, so you know we're buddy with Jake Clay, Billy Jack. We're all having good years this year. We're rolling. It's been a fun, fun rhythm deal. You know, so you've been with a lot of. I'm not gonna say this correctly. You have been with a lot of headers getting down the road. I was gonna say you've been with a lot of guys. (laughs) No, so. Obviously, you start out, you help Travis try. How did you and Travis get connected? So, uh, I've known him my whole life from growing up in Montana. And then Hillary Tran, his wife, I was her first friend when she moved to Montana, her and her twin sister, Hollis. And so then... I did not know she had a twin sister. Yeah. Wow. Hollis. Yes. Hollis and Hillary. Yep. Boy, see, I Stella and Cambry, see, I had to go two different letters there because you'd start... I already mess it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm already like... Stella, I can't bring Stephanie. Ah, one of you. Look at me. Right. Go ahead. So then they had two daughters, Riley and Peyton, and so they needed help on the road with them and driving, and so they're my goddaughters, and so I started traveling with them, and we logged a lot of miles. We did, and that's where we actually met. That yep. was the year I was roping with Matt Kasner. Mm-hmm. and broke his leg, and I finished up the year with Matt Kasner, and we had made a great run at it. That's where we, we first out now at the NFR every year mm-hmm. I come out and for the well I guess for the first five or so four years or whatever when I made it first started making it you always had a bag of nuts yeah so what was what was up with that like every time you came out there you had hot almonds and so I kept thinking well maybe like and I started getting you almonds when I leave the from up there too but now like what was the deal with that who got you the almonds what was going on so champ champ yep I don't think we need to define who Champ is, but for the people out there. Yes, Clay O'Brien Cooper. There you go. Yep. So, I think I helped him just the first of the week for just a little bit, and then I wouldn't take any payment, and so every day he'd bring me a bag of roasted almonds down after the first. That is amazing. It was pretty sweet. It was just so thoughtful of him. and. 
Well, that's what, because you had them every time. And I'm yeah. like, where are you getting these almonds? Yeah, he'd, sit, he'd stand in line there. up there. And... Wow. How would you like to be the guy right behind Champ? You know? Like, what are you, what are you doing here, sir? <laughs> Gotta get almonds for tip. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, did you know Champ then, like with Jake and Clay? Did you know Jake Barnes? Oh, and, like, yeah. Did you know they, them growing up? Absolutely, with the rope company. And my mom, it's kind of cool, like, at the NFR, Sean McMillan, that was the first person to ever have a patch at the NFR in the calf wow. roping. It wow. was just a little one that said gator ropes on it. But him and my mom were buds then. So did they make like calf strings and calf ropes and like was it the full the, So all the polys mm-hmm. that come into the United States went through uh, the Steve Geisler Corporation. So, wow. yeah. So they got their hands on the first set of polys. They could be like, hey, we like these. See, I didn't, and then your mom, she's, is she getting inducted into something big, like it was a Hall of Fame? We're or working a, on it. I yeah, into the Cowgirl Hall of Fame. But no, but did, she was in something here a few years ago, maybe. Yeah, she gets inducted into a lot of things. Yeah, she does. She's yeah. a very important person. Uh-huh. She tried to retire, and they were like, no, yep. you don't get to. Exactly. It's kind of like you and me when you're like, I'm, hey, I'm going to, no, you don't. Because you had just had the opportunity the other day to tell the world what you were maybe going to do for a minute. Are we allowed to talk about that or not? Oh, yeah, go be a wrangler on the show 1883 i'm gonna say it's not 1883 because 1883 has got to be done it's going to be the, the sequel to it okay, tiffany doesn't even like watch that. yellowstone you don't even like okay let's tell the people why don't you like yellowstone because they had the three forks rodeo after the or before the livingston rodeo and that's just not accurate there's a lot on that <laughs> stuff that's i mean of all the stuff on yellowstone that's not accurate it was the that's rodeo the schedule that really got you yeah that's, that's awesome odd. That, wow so anyways you were going to go wrangling i'm like now we're yeah, we're we're still open. Yeah, we got things to do out here. How fun has it been this summer? A, you obviously last year in the Toter home with me, mm-hmm. we rodeo, we make it on the bubble, right? Yes. Can I can I reveal to the world like what my secret motivation is? Sometimes like when it's that game time moment, like what always is your speech. Yeah, I have a choice here. Yeah. <laughs> Show it to me. So like, hey, this is our back. Is I'm just going to set the screen. Like our backs against the wall. We have to win today. Tiffany, what do you give me every time? You have to do it. The bird. I don't. I don't see a visual. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna give you a visual. <laughs> so at Pendleton last year. So what this started was Ted Lasso. That's one of Tiff's favorite shows, right? Ted Lasso. It's a great show if you haven't seen it. It's been. So we were watching it along like all all last fall, and so we get down to the end. Pendleton round two is really where it started, because that's when you whistle. So there was this secret sign for when this guy he needed this. This guy who they taught to be like a passer, you know, they taught him to, to go on and pass the ball, get his teammates involved. But then there's certain times you got to be selfish and take it to yourself. He said, how will I know? He said, I'll give you a sign. That was the sign. And so at Pendleton, I know you got me where I came from. <laughs> so at Pendleton last year, you know, I head up, we got to run our, round, our second round. It's a little bit muddy, a little bit scary. Like, let's be honest, it was scary. Like, I'm not looking forward to, to tripping steers at Pendleton this year. It just seems scary. And I do dumb stuff at the house. But anyway, so Tiff whistles at me. She's like, hey, mm, gives me one of those, bam, we blasting 4-7. So that's kind of been our thing. NFR, same situation. And who did I have to, who, who did I make you show that sign to in order to get in the limo? Oh, yeah. The entire Cosmopolitan. <laughs> yes, 100%. And we're late. Like, we're not sure we're going to make the buckle ceremony at this point. Well, we got an inside lady. I mean, yes, we, got... oh, we did. I asked my mom if she could stall. She says, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So let's get, so you've, you've gotten to see the Toter Home evolve from when I bought it, to when we've been going. I mean, yep. let's talk about 
how beautiful this is. It does look amazing in here. I mean, it wasn't bad before. I, I mean, we had some mold and we didn't have a lot of storage. <laughs> and so those two things are resolved. And okay, when you say it that amazing. way, yeah, it was it was a little bit bad. You know what? But I told Abby down there at Signature Living Quarters, welcome home, by the way. Uh, I said, man, I just, every time she asked me a question, I said, I just want it to be nice enough Steph wants to take it. You know, now we have the two little girls mm-hmm. who love their Aunt Tiff Tiff yep. and Tiffy. Howdy, Tiff. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So one of the great things we're looking forward to, bringing Stella with us. Absolutely. Dodge City. I've been trying to get Stella and Cambria out here all summer. Steph's like, you don't want me to come out there? And I'm like, I know you got to work, but like, send the kids. Are you looking forward to taking both kids with us during the week of Dodge City? Yeah, there'll be a lot of driving, I heard. But besides that, I mean, we're going to have a blast. It's we got fun. whistles yesterday for them. We did so. have whistles. You're welcome. I'm mailing the <laughs> whistles home. Because Stella's always about, well, you send me a letter, mail me, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And she's gotten weird to asking me, like, hey, have you seen my whistle? And I don't know if it was a Door of the Explorer show. I don't really know. But so anyway. She brings out the courage in me when we go to the fair. Yeah, she makes you ride rides. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this is going to be an interesting tidbit. You know, so John Wayne, my man, J-Dub, the Wahoo himself, he uh, he got to telling everybody, like, he, he has a he has an amazing business model of, uh, he's a keeper and collector and seller of goldfish. If you need your goldfish order filled, call J-Dub, the Wahoo's got the lock on it. And you actually just entered into the goldfish market. Absolutely. Let's talk about that. Cash yeah. Wyoming. Michelle Darling, her little daughter, Demi. Uh, we become buds over the last few weeks, and so we, we ended up, I asked her if she could go to the fair with me in Casper. So we head over there, and uh, the first game we come to is a goldfish game. She said, I want in. I said, all right. So we buy her a bucket of balls, and sure enough, we win us three goldfish. Now, did you, like, knock it down and win it, or? Um, the nice man might have just given them to us. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a win's carny, a win. A, there's a carny losing his job somewhere yeah. <laughs> right now. They're like, you can't wait six goldfish for three tokens? The little Demi. She's like, I'm going to name him Timmy. All of them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's why, okay, so then the next day, let's talk about you had a misfortune. Yes. So she brings old little Timmy number one up to me and said we lost him. I said, all right. Got a pair of scissors. So we we had to nice took a moment for him. <laughs> and you dug a Put a fleck of hay over him and... Give your yep. final respects. Yeah, that's amazing. So I John, haven't heard the last few days if the other Timmys are so still John Wayne. So John Wayne, you know he he's deep in there. His goldfish. So I send him a picture of your goldfish, and he has to show us that. I mean, he's got palominos, paints. If y'all if y'all need some goldfish, give J Dub a holler. J Dub will handle that. So you're not entering the market necessarily. Yours was just more of a keep Timmy happy. Yeah. So what is your favorite, like, because you're a fair person. Like, every time I lose you somewhere, you're at a fair. Yeah. I go walking through there. I just, I, like, I just love the, how much time and energy put people put into their quilts and their jam. And I, so I just like to go through and appreciate even the photography and all the hard work. They put into their steers. And, and let's talk about the other day. Like, you show back up here from Casper. You've been off gallivanting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I went and played golf. You go gallivant. And you come back with pottery. And an afghan. And an afghan. Yep. You so, just keep putting the home in signature <laughs> living quarters. Welcome home. So I had a friend that we golfed with at, when I was in the college finals. And you got placed with two other contestants and then a person from the community. And so her name is Joanne Logan. And I was like, man, 
I don't know if I want to hang out with an older lady at college titles, you know. And we had the best day, and she's hilarious, and we've stayed in touch all this time. So you just got paired with her. I figured she would be a family friend the way that... No, just, she sends me a birthday card every year, and, yeah, so just... Just how rodeo is, and it is fun. It's just a sense of community, tight knit. No matter where we are, you know, like we talked about this morning, all across the world, like all across the country, no matter where we go, we have dear friends that we can go stay with. We can, and they want you there. Like you know, I mean, they're genuine fans. And they will do anything for us. Yeah, and they keep watching. You know, they they you got to give them updates all the time. Like, how you getting along here? How you getting along there? You know, keep your head up, keep going. And I think that's more about caring about you as a person. Not necessarily, like, they care about you, not necessarily your job. Right. And so they're more a fan of you, from what I've noticed. Right. So, speaking of being a fan of you. Oh, boy. Uh, we were at Pendleton. Okay, hold on. So, first of all, this is the Toto Tales podcast. I asked the question. Uh, I don't, not today. Okay, go ahead. Go so, ahead. So, we were, it was a full moon that day. I mean, it's in the middle of the day, but we are driving around. Why was there a moon out during the day? I don't, you're the one in astronomy. I don't know. So, <laughs> We were driving along, and I don't know where we were headed. We were just in the pickup, the Steph truck, and we see a U-Haul truck oh broke gosh. down on the side of the road. That was scary. And so you get out, and it was just a just a lady. Just a lady. Down on her luck, it seemed a little bit, and kind of stressed out, out of fuel. Yeah. Yeah. And so you and Billy Jack, you... Didn't we take their you, gas cans? I don't think... No. Did she ride with us? No, I rode in the truck i pulled her and you two were in the u-haul oh that's right yes you towed we towed it so we hooked one of bill's teal ropes up to it right. and we drug it up to the that's gas exactly station there right. in pendleton and i just remember you stopped and you filled her tank and i think that's just one of the things out here that that people don't ever see or appreciate just the small things and the acts of kindness oh, just to whoever is in need out here that is the truth you know, it's funny because in that way, it makes it feel like, you know, this world's not that big. You know? Like, yeah. you can kind of take off and, and uh, you know, even like you, like, you have to drive this trick sometimes by yourself with all the horses and stuff. And there's always places and people and things. You know, if you're pulled over on the side of the road, you know, somebody's always texting you. Are you okay? Are you there? You know what I mean? Or everything's fine. And I think that's what's great. And that's what Western industry is all about, honestly. You Absolutely. know what I mean? It's just good neighbors and good folks and good friends. The funniest thing about the Pendleton story, though, was like, didn't we don't know what she was hauling? No, <laughs> there's been like truck four guys her. run away from the rig. <laughs> the cops end up having the same U-Haul pulled over later. So here we think it's like a heartwarming story of you know, here's this nice lady and, and, and she's trying to get all of her stuff. She's leaving town and she's out of fuel money and we fuel it up. I don't know how many. We don't know what she was hauling, but we did our part exactly with out of the out of the goodness of our heart. That was awesome. That's kind of touching on both. I'm in school. Let's talk about it. Okay. And I've been trying to go to you for advice. And I'm like, you know, you, you've been helping me study. So I had a huge test yesterday in astronomy. And I look through the study guide. And I do all the Jeopardy questions. And I have wrote my study guide out. And I and I, I had it. like You, yeah, you had you know, it mastered. All those yeah. questions that were on that, you knew them. I stepped around and I'm like, Tip, will you flash me? And she's like, what? <laughs> like, do you hold the flashcards and test me? She's like, yeah. So she, I mean, I'm nailing them. One after the other. I'm talking about, I mean, I'm walking out to that confidence that, like, Cambry comes to the pool. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter about my tan line or what I got pushing out the front here. All right, it's Do these floaties have enough air for me? You know what I mean? That's what I'm feeling like. And 
when I opened this test, not one of the questions that I had on my study guide were on this test. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness two attempts. Whew, we made it through. And then human trafficking. That's another one of my classes. That's what I thought. Our story in Pendleton probably touched on two of the subjects I'm studying <laughs> right now. But, except I've learned that smuggling is just the transportation of uh, undocumented people across state lines or across international lines. That's smuggling. Trafficking is a whole nother deal. It is scary. They need more human trafficking education in school, honestly. Because most of the victims, of, now we're getting really weird out there, a lot of the victims are runaways. Yeah. You know, and I just think about that as a dad, like, oh my gosh. You know, this kid, this girl had a bad report card, had a bad grade, runs away from home, like, oh my gosh. And then it just leads into a whole nother deal, and you know, I just think, man, never would want Stella to not, or Cambridge to not, I not love the come other day to you were, me to like, hey. The other day you were talking and I think Stella was wanting you to come home and oh. tell you miss it. And something Coleman said to her the other day was, like, you could tell me anything, no matter what it is. It's a great point. You can always come to me. Well, she's gotten to that age now, and this is hard. And, you know, that is one thing that's exciting about, like, you know, when you're with me, like, I can always take her because I can always leave her with you. Yeah. If she has to go potty, you know what I mean? It's not like, John Wayne, take, you know, Jada, yeah. go take so, so uh, which was a whole other weird deal. I took her to dance class the other day, and, like, she stands up, she's like, I gotta go potty! I'm like, okay, let's go. With the rec center. The rec center. Okay? Public place. And she just bolts. And I don't know where she gets her speed from. Like, she's not <laughs> born, like, she's not bred to be fast. You know what I mean? Like, let's be honest. Like, I'm swift. You know, pretty That's flexible, but like, you know, Steph and I aren't going to team up in any relay races, you know <laughs> what I mean? But she is fast. She's all the way at the other end of the rec center before I'm even out of the dance studio part of it. And she bolts into the women's restroom because she doesn't understand, like, dad can't go in there. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so here comes these, and I'm like, what do you do? Your kid has just ran into the bathroom. She needs you, but, like, this is a women's restroom in a rec center in Pryor, Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord. So thank goodness these two nice little girls come out. I don't even know how old they are. Like, they're probably 16, 17. And I'm like, ma'am, I mean, how creepy is this? Think about how creepy it is. Here's a grown man. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> Did you see a tiny little blonde girl with a leotard come smoking through here? She's like, yeah, she's in there. Would you please go get her for me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I kind of think now, like, from the perspective of that of that poor kid. Yeah, <laughs> she's right, like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. So she brings her back out. We get her handled. But that's, so the other day, she's, she's reached that age now, you know, where, Daddy, I want you to come home. Yeah. I want you to come home. And the sincere in her voice that breaks your heart, you know, I'm ready to come home. You know, like, I, I don't like being out here away from the family. I wish yeah. they could come with this one. You know, Absolutely. and that's one thing I'm excited about, bringing them. And, and they're getting to the age now, though, that they say that. And Steph made the comment the other day. She's like, Stella, don't say that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Baby, you can always tell Daddy you miss him. You can always tell Daddy it's time to come home. Like, absolutely. Because Daddy feels that way, too. Yeah. I mean, no matter how hard it is for me to hear, I don't ever want her to not be able to say something to me. You know, yeah. right or wrong. You know, so one thing we always talk about, this is funny, this is a huge debate. You can just see her face change when I say debate. <laughs> no, so, you know, I talk about Stella a lot. Stella's gone with me a lot. And I think, yeah. it's, you know, she is... I always told you, like, I don't have favorites. You're not supposed to have favorites. But, like, Stella likes me more. So, I, and in that way, I'm never saying I have a favorite. Because I don't have a favorite. I love my babies equally. But Cambry wants to go.
go hang with Steph. Bella wants to go with that all the time. That's how it is. And you keep telling me that I'm wrong when I say that, that like, hey, I don't have favorites, but Stella likes me more. Yeah. But yet you have a favorite of your godchildren. I do not. Yes, you do. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Where were we that day when I was, I was like, well, I mean, you obviously have a favorite. And you're like, no, I don't. And you had to call both of them that day to ensure that they knew. Absolutely. I get in the head, don't I? Like, I get in there. You think you do. Uh-huh. You mess with me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we were talking about, you You have helped some of the best people in the field. What is the best advice, and who gave it to you? Like, I want that, like, that off-the-wall or, you know, not not like that standard advice. Like, who's giving you the best advice that you've used over the years that we wouldn't even think about? I mean, it's not necessarily advice. It was just uh, Travis Tryon has been the cornerstone of my faith. Right. And just being around him and surrounding him and and, it, and just the way he did it was just, it, it helped me throughout my life. And I remember I worked for him one winter and he didn't have anybody, he lived up in Chico and he didn't have anybody to heal for him. And so, you're so Yeah. So we'd rope 60 a day. 60 a day you're yep. healing. And so he had all his head horses and, and, and I mean at this time it's, and, it's Walt, Gold Digger. Yeah, we had, yeah. And so I had a heel horse, Rome. Rome. Yep. Every day, Gold. sixty of them. Walt gets three. Gold diggers getting four. Rome getting sixty. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, one, one, like, I mean, it was hard on me. Like, we roped a lot. And so one day I come out of the house and like I can't move, right? And I'm just like this. And so Travis like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. And yeah, lift so, it. Yeah, so I remember we sit down on his uh, in his living room on the coffee table, and he just puts his hands on me and prays over me. And I kind of like giggled or something, and he's like, "Why are you laughing?" And I'm like, and he's like, "Let's get serious." And and like we need we need both of our faith in this. And sure enough, he prayed over me, and we had a great wow. day of roping after that. You know? Wow, what a great. You know, Travis, I, whenever I was rodeoing that year, you know, it's the first time I really ever had a chance to make the finals. And I think when you get to that cusp, you know, it gets to the whole other realm. It's not just about paying bills and, and you know, let's try to survive this ordeal. Like, now you've got a chance, you know. Mm-hmm. And for a kid out of eastern Oklahoma just dreaming about that for so long, like, you get nervous. And, and I'll never forget, it was a late-night drive, Travis and I sitting up there and in the front seat. And it's just me and him, and, and we're just visiting, and, and I said, man, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget the way he said it to me, too. Because Travis has that calming way of, like, when you can talk to him, just, you know, just a calming way of expressing, like, fiery detail. Matter you know of I mean? fact. Yeah, yeah. but it, 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 he has a, a presence of telling you something, and it fires you up, even though he's not giving you that let's win one for the Gipper speech. You know, even though he's not double-barrel burden, <laughs> like, you know, that you do to me when it's time to get serious. So, anyways... Travis, I said, man, is this, like, should I just go home? Like, you know what I mean? Is this even possible? Am I wasting my time out here? Because it felt like like we were like, I would get to four or 5,000 from closing the gap, go back seven to eight. And he said, man, we're this close, and we haven't even roped good yet. You know how good it's going to be when we rope good? And the way that he says it, just, you know, and then like last year, we're fighting on the bubble, and it was so funny because I told you early on, when did I, like, and you can tell the world, when did I tell you this? I said, Tiffany, that's my spot. They just don't know it yet. Absolutely. And that was like before 
September even starts. I mean, that's like August. That's and to have that resolve through the hardest times of the year, honestly, is what the difference maker becomes. You know, mm-hmm. and so for a guy like Travis, he almost just keeps that resolve all the time. It seems like you know. I mean, not saying we're not emotional and we don't you know do crazy things and and, and have wild reactions. I'm saying like he keeps that resolve, and I've always thought about that. You know, in those down moments, in those heat of the battles, when it's like, hey, I haven't even roped good yet. Imagine how good it's going to be when I rope good. Absolutely. So that brings me to another good point, too. So the other day, Cheyenne, how exciting was this first one? I get to ride Cheeto. He's bucking. He's bucked a few times yep. beforehand. Cheeto's 18 years old. Cheeto kind of has his own personality, if you will. He's fresh, obviously, you know. And uh, so I had team-tied a few on him to practice getting in my stirrup. He's tried to buck. He's tried to... They thought he tried to kick me. He didn't. He was just excited was and enjoying his life. So we show up that morning. Cheyenne. Get up. Now, mind you, like, we're there a day early. Um, we've gotten us a plug-in. Like, honestly, the plug-in was almost worth the fees of the steer over. Right? So I said, Tiffany, what if, like, what if I tie this first one down and win something? She's like, that'd be amazing, right? Let's do that. Let's just try it. <laughs> Draw a great cow. Get to him. He lays down. Step off. Put two wraps. Throw my hands in the air. 13-5. Win third. Now we're like, oh my gosh. Because you got to understand the timeline here, right? Like, I buy my horse in March with the goal of, like, I'm going to enter seven rodeos or win a dollar so that you can enter Cheyenne. So this has been a goal. We won $1,200. We've gotten to enter Cheyenne. Now... We raise the mark. We say, okay, Wait, where's the camera? Bam. We were here. We raise the mark. We say, now it's time. Let's be in the top 45 because they're having tripping at San Antonio next year. Adds 100000 That's our goal, right? And so when I tie the second one, or when I tie the first one down the other day, it's like, bam, that's a huge leap towards getting that goal made. And so I'd gone out. We have like a two-hour break before we run the next one. I'm unsaddled my horse. We've sprayed him off. We go over, and, and, like, I had done some homework because I'm having to do summer school I thought was a great idea, and I don't know now, you know. It's been a lot. It's been a lot, hasn't it? It has been a lot. It's kind of kept me mentally sharp, but it's been a lot. So you're over. You've got Cheeto ready to go. I come over and look at dummy. What do I say next? What if? Because I've got a great steer draw. I'm like, what if I tied this one down and, like, won money on the second one? And then you were like, why not? And that, it, to me, that does it so that the story continues. Tie him in 11-4, win the second round. And then we kind of, now it's it's brought about the attention, like, hey, why are we saying what if? Yeah. You know, what if feels, it feels like hope and a prayer. You know what I mean? Like, maybe, but why not almost feels more gold-driven. What do you think? I think you're absolutely right. Like, there's, why are we putting limits? on anything. Right. I think we can go limitless in anything. We can and we had here. our devotion this morning. Yeah. And Every morning. Yeah. And it just talks about when when we have Jesus on our side, then we have no limits. You know, I think it's in, and so I think something that, I mean, is brought up a lot because, like, God's been great to me even when I wasn't great to myself. Right? Yeah. Like, I've struggled with a lot of things in the past. I mean, I've done some wild stupid stuff. You know what I mean? Let's be yeah. honest. Like, 
drinking was something I could never really control, even though I thought I could control it, right? And so, so it was always like when I would come to you, be like, hey, what, you know, why would he give me grace when I really can't even give myself grace? You know what I mean? Yeah. So speaking of that, so how how has God touched your life in the last year? Because I know I've noticed a difference, but from your perspective, you know, that's a great question. I don't even know if I really know how to, how hasn't he, I guess, would be the better, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Understanding of stuff. I know. And giving you a way to, like, uh, for me, finding peace inside. Because I kept telling Steph for the longest time, like, man, I don't, I don't think I have, a, like, a drinking problem. I have an anger issue. Like, I, you know, because I'm happy. Like, I'm happy all the time. I'm the happiest person in the world. Yeah. Until it, like, explodes, you know? And I was like, where does that come from? And the the Jimmy Evans book you got me last year, yep. that was really what helped me a lot. And like, I think, and it's correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's places in your life that you weren't allowing him access to, and within that time frame, I feel like you've, you've allowed him into the, some of those hidden places. You know, it's funny, because like Steph just said the other day, like when I missed the first one at Nampa, you know, dang, you know, my horse did great, everybody did great, I did bad, I sucked. And I never say that word, I hate that word, it's a terrible word, I would never talk to anybody that way, why would I talk to myself that way? Well, anyways... She said, hey, you've been giving your horse a lot of grace. You need to give yourself some, too. And that's amazing. And you know where that first came was last year. You know, Caldwell, Idaho, we go to a jackpot. It goes terrible. I'm needing to win just anything, like money, confidence, just something. Like, I need some help. You know what I mean? I just need something to, like, get this fire going, you know? And, man, Heisman, we just did not jihaw on the sport. Right? But that's kind of in common. Like, it's. And I'll never forget, I was done with him that night. I was over it. I'm like, I don't like you. You don't like me. We are no longer friends. <laughs> and I'll never forget, you said something that was that was very, it was deep. But it didn't mean to, like, you know what I mean? And do you want me to paraphrase it or do you want to tell people what you told me about him and, like, me and his relationship? So I'm going to go back to the advice that you've asked me. And so for all, everybody out there, I yeah. worked for Tyler Magnus for a few years and in that time frame, he never said one thing about my rope. And my rope needs help. Don't get me wrong, in my rope. But, like, it was all about my horsemanship. And so I think the great piece of advice is to start there. Right. And what can you do to be a better teammate to him? And, like I've said before, like, people and horses will always tell you what you need. It's whether or not we're willing to listen and willing to do it. You know, and, this is, and it's funny because, like, that time when you looked at me, like, I was done with Heisman. Like, I was yeah. over it, mad. Go kick back a few brewskis. Let's get over this situation. I'm over. Yeah. I'm done with him. Take him. I don't care. I'm not going to make the finals right now anyway. You know what I mean? Just yeah. poor attitude about it. And I'll never forget because you told me, and I'm going to quote her here. You said, Coleman, here's the thing. Like, you think he's you think he's an asshole in the box. And he thinks you're an asshole in life. So sometimes it's best if we both just accept our downfalls and we play off what's really good. Like, let's focus on what he does really well and I don't know why that was such a light bulb for me but then bam we start communicating bam he starts stepping up for us big whenever I need it and appreciating each other where you're at that's because I have people ask me all the time like Heisman for people who don't know he's a little bay horse I ride the finals he shakes his head you'll see him kind of give me the yeah how did I break these left L is for left with they spin too many ways, Tim. There, got it. We were I'm talking back. yesterday about how, like, the toter home was a little bit 
Like, we got to appreciate her where she's at. Exactly. We broke down into pancake house before. That was major. It, but we didn't we didn't know the right formula. We could have got out, but we didn't know. We didn't know how to jump the starter. <laughs> Let's be honest. We didn't know how to jump the starter. She was being finicky. We freaked out. It cost me 1500 to get a guy. We had to end up renting a car. Tiff drove us 10 hours round trip to make a flight out of Seattle. Yeah. Just so I could get back and lose my rope at Abilene. But, anyways. So, people have seen Heisman do the head shake. You know, he does that to me a lot. And it's funny because now when I've, I used to be embarrassed by that. Like, I used to be like, man, that's embarrassing. Please don't do that. Like, you know, like, let's just back in here and be nice. Like, please don't. You know what I mean? That's not, it doesn't look good. There's last year at Piala was a standout moment for me. And you back in the box, what is, what is he saying? And you do talk a lot in the box. I do. But it was like right before you, and, and do you remember what you told him? Let's hear it. You're a great champion. Yeah. And. I just think that that has power in itself, just speaking life into them. Because they can feel emotion. I really do believe that. Like, they can feel emotion. They can feel our energy, like, when we're... Yeah, definitely. I mean, you walk around barefooted on rocks and stuff, so, like, I'm yeah. way less hippie than you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I do feel like there's a lot to that, you know? And in something we learned in Yellowstone, uh, Ryan Bingham, Bingham talks about, they can feel the horse fly, they can feel us, you know? Yeah. So, just saying, Walker, if you'd have watched... If you'd have stayed hooked with Yellowstone, you'd have yeah. appreciated the reference. Anyway... But then when I started allowing him to be short, like, you know, you got falls. Mm-hmm. And that's what somebody asked me the other day, like, how do you deal with that? And I'll be like, honest with you, now, that's his time. When we hit the corner and I bring the reins to me, it's my time. Yeah. And as long as he ain't messing with my time, he can do what he wants on his time. And, and, then some, after- and it, sometimes it helps me. Like, sometimes if you'll embrace it, you know, and he gets that little head shake and he kicks his butt out and it allows me to take one more swing. And then I have to kind of take a deep breath and be like, Heisman, please, let's just... It's time now. And those great exactly. horses are the ones you never have to think about. Right. And when you back him in the corner, he's one you don't have to think about. Yeah. Just once you get him to that spot. And it's funny, too, because then, like, taking that view with him has helped me with all of them, you know? Like, Admiral. Admiral can be a little short sometimes. He can duck a little bit. He can. But that's also why we win, you know? So yeah. then the other day at Casper, I didn't ride him very good, you know? And, and it looks bad on the video. Steer steps right. Horse steps left. Logan's like... Sorry, man, I let him step right. And I'm like, I am a header. It is not your job to run to haze him into my loop. Like, I'm supposed to go where the steer goes. I just rode that. But instead of, like, being hard on my horse or getting mad, it was like, man, let's take accountability for what I could have done to help you. Yeah. And there was one discussion we had the other day about, like, your focus to the buckle on the steer. And if you focus on that, then you naturally will ride to that. Yeah, absolutely. So you don't have to think as much about your horse, but it's where your focus is. You know what? I think this is a great opportunity right now. Which one's going to be the... Shall we? Nope, that was the wrong button. I messed that up. <laughs> Let's have our signature living quarters moment. We're going to give a signature advice that might help you in today, might help you in tomorrow, and something that you should live by. You know, and, and kind of where I was going to go to it today with your circle of influence, but I think kind of hit the nail on the head. Let's talk about focus. You know, for me, I am very uh, target-oriented, mm-hmm. and I, it, it's amazing because all the students I've had, you do a lot of fixing when you fix their eyes. Yeah. So let's have our signature living quarters moment. Welcome home. You want to rock in style and roll in comfort, check them out. Signature living quarters, they do an amazing job. I mean, it's just, you cannot believe the transformation is made in here and how much easier my life is. In motion satellite, baby. Take it away, Tim. What is so your focus. signature moment? 
So what would be your signature moment advice? I think focus is great. And like we talked before, like when you invite God into your situation, so always send the focus to him, and then that benefits absolutely everything in our life. And then, too, I want to I include the circle of influence a little bit, because when we're so focused on ourselves or our goals, we kind of lose our sense of community a little bit and those people that are oh, so yes. important to us. And I think uh, I, it was really on my heart today just about, and I need to work on this 100%, but who are those people in our lives that, that need us or that are struggling or have some sort of thing? Like just reaching out and asking, like, how can I pray for you or what do you need from me? And just being better about, like, when somebody gets put on your heart, just to make that connection and just just be better to those. It is so hard. Good to us. It is hard, like, you know, in the hustle and the bustle of every yeah. day, you know. And, I mean, you're focused right now. We're trying to make the national finals. We, we got a short round of Cheyenne coming up. <laughs> like, we got, we got. I like how you're wanting to lead us, like, <laughs> the Stuart Open Finals. Absolutely. But yeah. out here, and there's so many distractions. Absolutely. And just making sure that well, we take care of those relationships. And stuff that we actually, I mean, like, that we have to be on. I mean, like, that we yeah. have to tend to, you know. I think that's great, you know, I, I I, the best piece of advice I think I ever heard, or the greatest motivation thing I ever heard, was if you're not making somebody's life better, you're wasting your time. Yeah. And I love that. Like, that's, what else are we here to do? You know and, what I mean? Like, what else is the point? And not only the people in your circle, but maybe it's the lady in the gas station who's having a rough day. Maybe it's the guy at the golf course. Like, we don't know. We can touch everybody, even if it is with just a smile. We can touch everybody with our words. <laughs> now that I'm in human trafficking, I'm kind of <laughs> Slow that down a little bit. Let's talk a little bit. You know, you were talking to Focus, and you have a great story about. Talk to me about the girl at the high school finals last year with her hat shake. Oh my gosh! So Fred Coulter, he's a he's an American hat rep and a great friend of ours and our dad and my dad. And, uh, so I went and stayed with, or I went and had dinner with him when we were in Ellensburg. Went and did our laundry over there, and so he was talking about at the high school finals a year ago. She was from Arizona and didn't come from a lot. And she showed up at the American Hat booth with all sorts of pins and every lot of fun stuff going on with her hat. And so she put her name in. Flair. Yeah, a lot of flair. Because there was a movie one time where they talked about you got to have 16 pieces of flair. <laughs> I remember movies. Not birthdays. So then it goes through and, and she signed up for a free hat. And so I don't know if it was a day or a couple days later and her name's on the board. Her back number's on the board. And so, I mean... She so she's have, getting an American hat. Yes. I mean, yes, she dollars. couldn't have been any happier to have this. I wouldn't hat. either. So straw hat, and so they go in and they shape it for her just right and send her on her way. And so the next day, she comes back, and Fred sees her, and she's got a crease right there in the middle of her hat. So it leaves the hat shop. I mean, shaped up sharp. Oh, sharp. Horns. Yeah. Comes back. Yep. And he said, "Oh man!" And he goes in to like try to fix it, and she said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I need that. I put that there. Now, now, why did you put that there? <laughs> why, like, <laughs> why would you do this to a beautiful American hat that will hold its shape forever because the lacquer we use? She said, that's where I'm going. That's my <laughs> focus point. And, I mean, it, it got pretty emotional just. Wow. Yeah. Like, her determination and her focus, and it's right where I'm headed. That's awesome. Yeah. So, let's speak of, let's talk about your gift you're getting. We just talked to a friend on the phone the other day. Why don't you tell everybody the exciting news and stuff you're getting? I don't know what I'm getting. What? You've been so excited about this. Oh my gosh, I'm getting a new cowboy hat. Is it new though? No, it's very much used. Which <laughs> is what makes it better? 
I'm embarrassed about how excited I am right now about it. And who's so, that? So, Kyle Lockett. Uh, a couple years ago, you got a cowboy hat from him. And it had a artist drawing of some horse heads or horse running on it. And it just looks so cool. And so, it's at your house now. In oh, the trophy but the, room. the Toter home was at my aunt's house. And I, I needed a cowboy hat. They were shooting a commercial yeah, with my cousin right. Ty Erickson. You were hazing for Ty Erickson yep. in the Montana Silversmith yep. commercial. Gosh, I need a cowboy hat. So I find it, strap it on. and. Of course, like, so Lockett, he has the biggest, the biggest brim, right? But there's a lot of Lockett there. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of, it just looks right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so he runs into a dear friend of mine. And I mean, when I tell you one of the greatest uh, cowboy artists, of our generation that I've ever seen. Chance. He, uh, Chance Hayes. Bradley Chance Hayes is how he signs his stuff, but I know him as Chance Hayes from college. Looks like Owen Wilson. He ropes calves. Amazing. And he always let me ride his calf horse. And he always did good on his calf horse. Anyways, so he runs into Chance. And he's like, man, it'd be cool if you could draw me something out across here. And he draws a mural of just wild range bucking horses running across the deal. Lockett's like, eh, I don't really know if I want to wear that now, you know? <laughs> and I see him in Circle Montana, and he's like, hey, I got this hat. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Chance Hayes drew in your hat? Dude, that's, like, amazing. That's, like, such a cool deal. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to have to order a new hat. Do you want it? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I want it. Because I'm like, that is going to be my Kyle Lockett hat that hangs in the trophy room, you know? And then last year when we pulled in at uh, San Bernardino, yeah, San Bernardino, right? And Lockett, he's my guy. He's who I got here the last year of the year. And his demeanor was just so cool. Wasn't it? Like, yeah. It's like, what do we got to do here today? I'm like, I think fifth or better. He's like, all right, I'll be on my A game. Yeah. Well, we're sitting outside the Toter home, and one of the nice flag ladies comes riding up, and she's leading us on a horse. She's like, do you have any idea whose horse this is? I'm like, no. Coleman's like, yeah. Yeah, we're going to need that one. <laughs> it That's was our partner's horse. <laughs> That's just those P right there. We're going to yeah. need him. <laughs> so that's what we just talked to Lockett the other day, and he said uh, – I told him how I stole her hat. I said, well, she loves your hat. He goes, man, I goes, I got another hat for her. He said, so he's bringing it to Pendleton. I'm so excited. And he said, it's used. Even better. And, uh, oh, Ricky Boland signed the inside of it, sent it to him, the owner of Resist All, sent him this hat. He's so excited to give you the hat, and you're so excited to be wearing the hat. <laughs> I just love it, because, like, it, that, that hat's too too big for her. Like, yeah, know, it doesn't were, fit me at No, it's, it's, it's a wide brim. And it, but you love it. You like punchy, though, I need though, that sunshade in Arizona, though. Well, and That's I mean, purposeful. not a lot of people show up for a summer of fun rodeo yeah. and bring their sleeping bag. It's a bedroll, not a sleeping bag. <laughs> it's the cowboyist version. So talk to us about, she shows up, like, we're rodeo, we're in, we're in, Gen, in Billy Jack Semi. Yep. So and I so had, there's four, four guys and then me, and there just wasn't a place for me to sleep. So I'm like, well, I'll just bring my own bed. Problem solved. So this bedroll, it feels weird. It's canvas, but it's not like a soft canvas. And no, it's waxed. Yeah, so what is Protect that about? Protect it from the elements. And you waxed it yourself. I did. I spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> what is the process for waxing one's sleeping bag? Melting the wax on the stove and then going out and painting it on and then heating it all up so it'll absorb the wax. How many days did it take Two. you? Two days. Two days to wax your bedroll. Yep. It was kind of funny because we had like a, we pulled into Belfouche. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my partner has his bed in there and Billy's. And, and like all the guys, though, this needs to be said. So, like, I have just slept in the semi because it's got a bed that lays down. 
it's pretty cool out here anyway. Like the first night we're in Evanston, Wyoming, it's 40 degrees. And uh, I just sleep in the back of there because I'll have homework, I'll have stuff, I'll just do my computer work, you know, morning I'll go in there and get a shower and get cleaned up, be ready to go. Well, now when you join the party at Reno, mm -hmm. for the first week, we're staying in some nice people's houses, Teresa yeah. and Jack. And uh, I was, they gave me a bedroom inside. I mean, we are in hog heaven. She's printing off papers for me. I'm doing an astronomy <laughs> lab. We're rocking it. So this is the first time on the road that we were all having to spread out and get bumped down. Well, the, everybody had been in the trailer rolling in. Mm -hmm. Logan offers you his bed. You won't take it because yeah. you're Tiffany and she never, never does anything for herself, always for others. And so she's going to lay this bedroll out, right, under the nose of the semi. Yeah. And I said, no, absolutely not. I was tired. I, I was like, sleep. you're not doing that. It's 3 a.m. We're in Bellevue, South Dakota. There are drunk people walking everywhere. My bright idea was just add a little extra hot wire and just hot wire me in. So we're going to build four pins for the horses, one pin for Tiff. I'm going to take a picture. If that ever happens, I'm taking a picture of that one day. So anyways, I'm like, no. I was like, hey, I got an idea. So if I don't lay the couch part down, if I, if I keep it, right? I was like, hey, there's a wide enough spot. Just throw your sleeping bag down right here. And that's where the sleeping bag thing came in, right? Because I say sleeping bag, and when I tell you at 3 in the morning, Tiffany <laughs> Wagner will correct you about it is, by golly, not a sleeping bag. That is a bedroll. And I mean, ow. I grew up with my mom and two sisters. Like, I know what it's like now. Woo! Jeez, that was, yes, ma'am. So I'm like, hey, here's what we'll do. We'll just, like, church camp it. You throw yours on the floor. You sleep there. I'll sleep on the couch. Like, we're, like, top bunk, bottom bunk, bunk mates. And that's how we rolled down that night. Yeah. And it was perfect. We until slept good. Like, we go to bed I at 3.30 and get at 6. And I had to get up and pee once, and I'm like, I do not know what to do now. Like, this. You know, you try to just go back to sleep and just hope you don't. Speaking of having to wake up pee, this is a funny one I'm going to tell my partner. So we go to Calgary the other day. Beautiful place, Calgary. The committee there was amazing. They were so much fun. They, they loved having us there. And that crowd, like, they have us indoor arena, like, and they had the horse pulling, right? Like, it was, rodeo's supposed to start in 20 minutes. There's not an arena. There's not a shoot set up, nothing. they got to build the boxes, and they're finishing the horse pulling. And the crowd came over and sat and waited for 45 minutes. A sold-out crowd. I mean, it was awesome. I've never been to Canada. I was scared to death. I'm not going to lie to you. Tiffany, she has just on a whim flew to Africa and done weird stuff like that. I am not. Like, I don't like leaving the country. I'm American-born, American-made, and bag alley, I'll be American grave. You know what I'm saying? Like, I rolled with that. That was pretty good. Nice. Well, anyways, so we go to Canada. I'm nervous. We get us a room. We love the experience. A lot of fun. I had the best steak I've had in a long time. And if for any of my Letter Kitty fans, it was bird of beef. So we go back to the room, my partner and I. Now, listen, my dad, he snores. He snores loud. And I know that I'm probably a snorer, too. You know what I mean? So my partner, very light sleeper, very light sleeper. So the other day we were in the semi or something, and I was snoring, and uh, he was like, poof. Oh, it's St. Paul. Oh, it's St. Paul, where we stayed uh, in the top of the cowboy house yeah. over there Paul. at Paul and Susan DuPont's place. Yep. Well, anyways, I guess I snored. It's allergies, man. It was just one of them deals. I wake up. He has got sounds of the ocean just shh. Like those sound machine things, but it's on his phone. Like you would have one for your kids so yeah. you can carry on watching TV. I think that's how he got hooked on it. Right? Cam cake. So the other day when we go to Calgary, we're in the hotel. He's got his room. I've got, you know, I've had bed. We're sharing a room. 
pepper beds. I wake up at 4 in the morning to go catch this fly. Like, I had to get up at 3.30 or something. I wake up, and when I tell you I've got a piece so bad, because I've been listening to sounds of the ocean against the Ireland side. <laughs> For three hours, he's been playing this. I wake up, and I'm like, you've got to quit playing that. I'm about to wet the bed. <laughs> yeah, that's my partner. Light sleeper, great healer, and camera shy. When we started to record this, he actually popped his head in, and I almost kept him on there. But we're going to have him on here one day, Cutter Tales. So there's one more story that I would like to I'd share to in this. I don't know if you want me to tell it or if you want to tell it because you're the storyteller. We're getting short. You know what? You're actually getting so much better. You paint a beautiful picture now of details. Tiffany was bad about it in the beginning. She's like, okay, so the other day, you know, Joe Bill, you know, him and Susan. I'm like, stop. Who is Joe Bill? Who is Susan? Where are you? Like, what are we doing? You know, like, you got to paint the picture. I know. I, I, I wasn't think it's there. clear in my head, just not I how I there. execute it. Okay. So you want, okay, so I'll tell you what I'll do. You decide if you want me to tell her, you just tell it. And I'm going to tell, I want you to tell the story to close this out. Okay. So, what's story? So, a couple years ago, I had some stuff going on. I had a horse in a sale, and I'm like, so Coleman calls me, and he's like, hey, like, I need you to come out for a little bit. And I said, man, I got, I got a horse I need to bring so I can keep riding him, and then I got a cousin's wedding. Like, those are the two things that I got to make. And so, we, you're up in Dillon, Montana. And so the wedding was relatively close to there. So we pull into Dylan. We head to the wedding. We miss the wedding part of it. Yeah. I mean, and so we show up. Really we hear we hear Colby, my cousin, his best man speech. The two beer best man speech. It was the greatest speech ever. Like, that was amazing. How his whole, I mean, he was awesome. I love that guy. And I love it because from now on, he's always, he's always two beer speech. Yeah, that's how I explained him. Yeah. So we show up. And the first dances start. And my grandma, she's over there. She looks beautiful. And she's 87 at the time. And so Colby was dancing with her a little bit. And then I'm like, Colin, will you go ask my grandma to dance? He's like, absolutely. He's like, do I need to take it easier on her? I'm like, no, man. My cousins are they're pretty good dancers, and she hangs right with them. She comes from a tall lineage of people. They're big people. We are. I mean, Ty yeah. Erickson, he's probably like the littlest one that I know of. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. honestly. Yeah, we're pretty big. Yeah. So she's like, oh, Coleman. And she's like, I like the way that you kind of looked at me like, my cousins are so much bigger than you. You can be as rough <laughs> as you want because they're going easy and it's going to be rougher than you. Yeah. So Coleman so sweet. He goes and asks my grandma to dance. And so everybody's just around watching the dance at this point. Just the start of the night, just everybody's kind of lingering right there. And Coleman proceeds to take my grandma and flip her. And when I say there are gaps in the audience, I mean the whole thing was just gaps and silence besides what was playing on the... I did take swing dance as a kid. So if you want to get to cut in the rug, like, Daddy can shake Yeah, you got the skills. So she had asked me about, like, let's, you know, let's step it up a little <laughs> bit here. And I'm like, well, how do you feel about an over-the-arm spin? She's like, let's do it. And I'm like, and they got the coolest picture. Yeah, it's amazing. If we can add that on here, we need to do that. Yeah, you guys can find that in the comment section. Yeah. It's that hilarious. was fun. And then she lost her ring somewhere in the flip. She loses her ring. We had to shut down the party for a minute, find her ring. She was she super stoked. It. She kept her wig on, though. She was so pumped about that. Yeah. And she wanted to dance some more. So Yeah, the rest of the night. And then everybody to got to dancing after that. It was fun. We yeah. had a big time. Yeah, nice. I remember that. You are like, I got a horse we need to take to the sale, and I have to go to a wedding. <laughs> And that's, we went to Desi's. Didn't we go to Desi's house and yep. the horse was up? Yeah. Yep. 
That's awesome. Lennis and Trout, we didn't have to take this thing. You know, it's awesome because every year at the finals, I think one, you know, a couple little things before we close it out here. Everybody always wants to help at the finals, you know? And let's just yeah. talk a little bit about how stressful that 10 days is. I mean, let's, I want you to describe how your day starts. You're helping me. Yeah. I've got the Purina show. I have no telling what else has happened throughout the day that I need Tiffany to help me with. Yes. So, describe a typical day at the NFR in Tiffany's shoes. I wake up pretty early and head out there. Like, I can wake up at 6, and then sometimes I'm a little slow moving, but I'm out there by 7, you know. <laughs> and I had uh, Des and Claire help me this year out there, and so they'd have to stop and get their coffee, keep us rolling, and slide my tea. But so we'd get out there and just feed everything, and this year we had to temp everything, and just keep make sure everybody was healthy. Oh, temp, like temperature. Yep. Gotcha. And then we get them out and jog them and exercise them and clean all their stalls. Because when is our time to ride? Because we actually get to go in the arena if we want to. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. You usually have to make an appointment and arrange it with one of the nice men there. And so we go up and if your horse needs help in the wall or just to get in the box and I'm just like, step tip. off him, like whatever needs to be done that day. Play with him in the box and make sure he'll face, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what time do you leave there? Like at I, your I, morning session. I come to get you <laughs> at 2 o'clock. And then talk about some of the excitement that's happened out there. When you were sleeping in the semi and the guy got in there and stole Yeah, stuff. Coleman had a red semi once. and I Thank you to Classic there. Truck Sales. Yes. <laughs> I, I ducked in there to take a nap, and I woke up, and I went to check the horses, and there's such a commotion going on over there. And the people at the finals, like, you just create a relationship for Absolutely. after 15 years. And so... Uh, there was just a commotion. So I kind of crawl up on the, the hay pod and I'm looking around and I don't pay much attention and my dad calls me just a few minutes later. Somebody broke into your trailer. And I'm, like, I'm thinking Montana. But no, he'd broken into the semi and took out off the gate. He stole a bunch of my stuff out of the truck and so they froggered him, chased him down through the uh, Las Vegas traffic. What is our guy's name? Tackled him. What is his name? The, the guy that's good. Yeah, right to ask me that. Yeah, I know. Tackles him, and then the other nice man, he's a, he was an ex-cop. So they go over there, and the cops show up, and then it proceeded to go on forever. Like, what's... You got, you got a summons. Yes, I got a summons to go back to Vegas, but luckily you plead out. Like, it went <laughs> on for a while. Oh. Yeah, lots of adventures. So then you're you're at the arena all day. So people, that's what people feel understand is you've got... Several this year you had several of them you were looking after like you said you had some yeah. lot of help yeah I had a lot of help clean nine stalls. horses you got to clean all the stalls get all the horses out we ride them in rotation yep so and then, then like you get lunch do you eat lunch or do you eat some kind of weird seaweed I, honestly I do leave and I go to Whole Foods a lot to a be lot. honest with you like we duck off there and get a snack before we go thank you please you. other <laughs> so you come get me every day you're at my hotel room at two o'clock yes sir. And then we'd leave, we'd go back to the trailer, mm-hmm. we'd kind of line out, well, outfit change. Yep. Right? Yeah. Because I would what be like... suit looks the best? <laughs> this year, <clears throat> Wrangler had this awesome, like, Brooks and Dunn pink lightning, I mean, across... The, I love it. Steph hates it. She's like, that is ridiculous. Take it off. It was pink night. I'm like, no, I'm wearing it. And so I'm like, do you think this will look bad? And so we're in there like, hey, Tiff, what do you think? This shirt? How do I look? Like, yay. How do you like, you know, does this feel right? Yep. So at 2.30, I head up to the show. 
I just shoot the show. When I come back, yep. uh, let's hear about it. By then, horses are saddled. Yeah. Why do y'all start saddling? It just kind of depends on who needs to be sad a little bit longer that day. <laughs> so Heisman at 1230, he's sad. <laughs> and so your rope bag's out there and the dummy's set up, and you and all your buddies kind of stand there and rope, rope the dummy. Rope the dummy. Well, I like go, just sit there and watch yeah. it do stuff. Like. <laughs> I go check the draw. Yeah. And, I and think so that takes cool. quite a long time. So I walk up there and check the draw. Because somebody, like, where do they even post the draw? It's in the rodeo office. Like, in, where's the it's rodeo It's underneath. Office? Like, I know where the media room is. Yeah, I've never been there. That's where you grab my rope bag every night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not even close to there. Okay, that's why I've never been. Because you always get a picture of my steer's horns, like, every night. Yeah, so then I walk all the way back around to the tunnel. to 6 o'clock, you'll send me a, a, a list of the draw. Mm-hmm. And then, by then, you know, I, I am very fortunate. I hung out with Speedy a lot. We've got all the runs on, on the computer. Yeah. So I'm cutting runs up. I'm sending them to people. Um, send my partner, and then Jake Long, some of my buddies. And pretty much the whole roster now. I send everybody a, a copy of their steers, and, and we get after it. And then, I mean, by the time you get back, by the you time get I get done doing that, and I my family's now showed back up, Steph pins my back number on. That's kind of our special little ceremony. She always says a prayer. And everybody looking sharp. We take our picture and then send them up pregame. I get maybe one or two more shots on the horns. And then I get on your horse. You get on the Grand Entry horse. Yeah. Then we go up with power up. Right. Trey Johnson, the prayer every night. Then the, probably my favorite part of the finals, like every night, like the, like where it's really, because it's like you're moving so fast, everything's going, but like when we turn the corner. When we ride up and see the Thomas and Mac. One of my favorite stories about, I was riding Walt, warming him up, and Walt was feeling good this year. I don't even remember what year it was. And uh, so I was riding, and I ride him all the way back around, and then when you hit there's, what's the, artificial turf Astro all the turf. way around. And then it hits dirt. And so it was a few rounds in. And uh, so I go and I'm walking on the Astro turf or whatever it was. And as soon as he hits that dirt, Walt runs off with me. And when I say he runs off with me, I mean he takes off down the tunnel. Shoot. Just. And JoJo Lamont's at the end and kind of gets me stopped and held up. See, I would, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. Like, I could completely see JoJo being the one guy. Yeah, he was the guy. picking you up. And so he, he goes into the media room and tells Travis, he's like, yeah, your girl just got ran away without there. Better go grab him. <laughs> feeling good. Feeling good. We, I think he broke the barrier that night. I'm oh, not going to lie. <laughs> but awesome. hey, as long as they're feeling good. So that's what yeah, like, And he loved his job. Like, he did. Dude. Yeah. He was ready to run one in there. Did you ever get to run one on him? Nope. Never did. Hillary did. Hillary did? Yeah. Wow. But not her twin sister that I didn't realize she had until now. No. no. I can't believe you didn't know that. So, you know, we've done the grand entry now. I come out. I hand you grand entry horse. Yep. I step on Heisman. Or, like, this year, I didn't even do that. No. I just cinched him up. and. Yeah, sometimes you sharpen him up, maybe in the face a little bit. But yeah, this year, you didn't do he that at all. He was rolling so good. And he was beamered every day, and he was strong. So. Yeah. Then I hand him to you. We do our secret handshake. Still secret because nobody can see it. <laughs> then I head to the media room where my rope bag is. With yep. my rope bag, I set it up. I go, I go. Now I walk out and I look at the steer because sometimes it does good to like mentally get the steer's head and look at him in the eye. Sometimes it doesn't, but anyways, I'll go to there and look at him. And so the only the only time I've tried to explain this to people, the only time I get on my horse is literally right before you're out yeah, because I like to go watch the bulldog from behind because it kind of. You can watch the steers lead the shoot and it kind of gets you in the rhythm, I feel like, a little bit. This year we were later and later, time. too. 
Like it was almost the guy before is when you got on. Yeah. But comes Steph mentally, on. that's all it takes. And then that's the first time I hit the stirrups. I had a brand new coat saddle. I have a shift to Tiffany's house. I'm like, hey, I need you to go cowboy in that for a day or two, break it in, because the next place we ride is the finals. Did you love that? Yeah. No. I didn't, actually. I didn't. <laughs> She's like, why don't <laughs> we ride one that's broke in? Okay, it's been a wonderful toter tale. Yeah. But to finish this thing out, you've got to tell the time that you and Parker almost got attacked by a grizzly. Which time was that? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So we had a dear friend of ours that had a fire. And so we get a call, and Parker's like, hey, we're leaving at 3.30 in the morning. Parker's her cousin. Yes. On the big ranch where you help work in the summer. Yep. He runs the sheep. He's the sheep herder. Yep. i got to give a shout-out to Uncle Joe, too. Uncle Joe. He's the nicest. He and really they always the let her go with me. They're always like, all right, we'll spare her. Yep. Turn him out. And uh, what was your the, the cousin you have that, that cooked us breakfast this year? They're Nate. so hospitable there. Nate cooked us breakfast. Yep. Pretty awesome family. They are a great family. So... We go and we, he calls me that, we're leaving at 3.30 in the morning, he calls me at 10 o'clock, I'm already at sleep, and he's like, hey, that fire blew up, we got to get up there. I said, okay, I'm ready, come by. So he comes and gets me, so we spend that morning, all the next day, just looking for cows, just trying to get them. We got what we could gathered and shipped out, and so we had a, it was a long few days there, and so all that next day, and then the next, following day, we had to go and gather cows from Uncle Joe, we had to go push them yearlings around, I think. So Parker and I, we're riding around, and I mean, we're tired, and we see this beautiful spruce tree. I don't even know what it was. And there's like a rock underneath it, and this is our napping spot. He's like, there we go. So, well, during the fire, both of our horses ran away, and we had to go get them. That's a whole other story. So we hobble our horses under this tree <laughs> to make sure they could get away from us. And then we, we fall asleep. And so he's kind of under this side of the tree, and I'm under this side, and so I'm just, I fall asleep, and I feel something on my arm. And I kind of look up and don't pay no, much attention. you got to tell it the way you first okay, tell it. Okay, so I think Parker is, like, trying to wake me up. <laughs> okay, so I think She's, he's... You think he's touching you. Absolutely. And he hates it when you tell that part of the story. Yeah, he, yeah. So I was trying to... <laughs> so I think he's, like, putting his arm on me to try to wake me up. And so I kind of... And finally, I wake up, and there's a chipmunk on me. We both hate mice. So when I, I say I freaked out, like I throw my arms up, and I'm just running through this pasture. I mean, I'm just, just headed out. And so Parker, he had a gun on his hip that he set to the side so he could sleep. And <laughs> <laughs> so, but he doesn't tell me the amount of grizzly bears in this area that have been seen. And so I start screaming, and... I'm, it's like I'm being drugged away, and he thinks the grizzly bear's got me. So he grabs the gun and points it at me. What's wrong? What's wrong? He's going guts And on. so I turn around, just tears in my eyes. But chipmunk, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I don't think sometimes people understand. Like, when you wake me up out of a dead middle of the night, Steph had the same thing happen one time. Her cat, something made a noise outside. I don't even know. But she wakes me up, and, you know, I'm I'm in my sleeping shorts. I'm dead to the world. And she starts screaming. I think we have an attacker. You know, I don't know if Bigfoot's at the door. And I grab the pistol. And I'm out the door. And I'm swinging it around before I even know. What am I looking for? It's like, something got our cat. And then the cat ran upside. You know what I mean? Ran <laughs> up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I could totally understand what Parker's here, I'd say. 
Because I can imagine Parker had a big gun. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like my little pea shooter. I bet he yeah. had a big, like, trying We're, to get the sights on this grizzly. Absolutely. What I appreciate him, like, wanting to protect me. Right. But. I appreciate him not just, like, going, like, rolling over. Yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> fine. Probably a chipmunk. <laughs> so you like the girl that cried chipmunk. Absolutely. That's it is well, scary. Well, Tiffany, thank you for being our first official guest here in the Toter. Thank you for having me. I guess it's time to unlock that door and let our partner back in here, and time yeah. to head to Spanish Fork. What do you say? Sounds like a great plan. You know, uh, I'm actually going to, you're going to get to have, you're going to be the first one. Oh, look, we're trying to get the camera off of you and all of our telling. Just give it a quick view. Look at all those hat racks. This is amazing. They did such a great job. They're actually making me t-shirts, Tiff, and I, you'll be the first one to get one that says, I Hold my tail in the toter. Hey. So be looking for them. Everybody, thank you for joining us. This was episode two. We'll drop the first one. We're going to try to keep them coming to you all the rest of the summer till we go home beyond then. So as we've said today, I think one of our prime focuses, you have the opportunity to make somebody else's life better. You're never wasting your time. Goodbye, everybody.